Hey guys, Ashley Greathouse here from Encounters with the Darkness. I am also a horror author that absolutely loves to catch people off guard. But here's a plot twist that I bet you didn't see coming, and that is I have utilized so many of the resources given to me by Colin at Colin Can Help. You should go and check him out. He does everything from amazing website designs all the way to giving you tips and tricks for your own marketing needs. So go on now, go check him out. Life. It's your boy Adi Ray. We over here at Invasion Studios. I'm rocking with my boy Colin Conversations today. We're about to get into this interview. It don't matter where you are in your life. You don't have to do it by yourself. It don't matter what you need. Colin can help. All right, so we got Collins Conversations. I will let you introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, where, where'd you get started, and what all are we doing here? All right, so I'm Adi Ray, y'all. I'm an artist, producer, engineer from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I don't know, I've been doing this for quite a long time. I grew up in the Macedonia Solon area, which is a suburb outside of Cleveland. Um, kind of lived all over Cleveland in my time doing music. Um, but yeah, I started with this shit when I was probably about like eight years old. My mom introduced me to music, got me singing. And that's what really developed my love and passion for this shit. Absolutely. One more question. Should I not cuss as much as I possibly can? You can cuss as much as you want. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's good because I do. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> yeah, the, the only difference between cussing and not is that I push one different button when I publish it on a podcast. Gotcha. So let's talk as freely as you want. Okay, cool. You know, and anything that is, you say is on camera, obviously, but you know, have fun with it. You don't need to be like, fudge. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no. So you started earlier, mom got you into music. What type of music were you guys listening to as a kid? Um, I mean, I grew up listening to like a lot of different kinds of music. I mean, mainly a lot of like classic rock stuff and pop stuff. My mom was into like Justin Timberlake, like NSYNC. Like I grew up on that a lot. Um, my dad was really into like classic rock. Uh, I mean, the Beatles, Rush. Uh, I mean, there's like a lot, so many I could I, I could name honestly, but like just uh, a lot of like classic rock 70s and 80s. That was the era they grew up in. Uh, Michael Jackson, uh, stuff like that. That was like my first introductions to music, for real. Gotcha. And you started singing. Do you play any instruments or just? Um yeah, I play guitar. Um I don't really like to say I play piano, but I know how to hit some keys and make <laughs> some make some melodies. Um but yeah, I, I play guitar. Uh, but yeah, I was originally just introduced doing mainly singing, so that's how I started. And with guitar, did you have lessons or did you just kind of pick it up yeah. playing around the house? Um, so, like I said, like I started singing, doing music when I was eight. That was introduced from like my mom. She put me in the choir when I was young. She was in a, a traveling choir growing up her whole life. Um, so that introduced me to that. And then uh, when I was 12, I was like, I want to play guitar. And they uh, ended up, my parents... Uh, getting me some guitar lessons, so I went to this place called Gitter Picker, which was in uh, <laughs> Twinsbury, has a goofy ass name, but uh, I had some actually cool teachers there and le learned a lot about music there. And what type of music were you playing? Rock stuff mainly. Like, I also, uh, like, aside from classic rock, I'm into like punk rock a lot myself, um, like the Misfits, um, Green Day, uh, who else? I mean, there's a lot of groups, but. Gotcha. Yeah, punk rock um, and like classic rock still as well. And that was like what I first started out really like grasping onto. Metal 2, Metallica, uh, Disturbed, bands like that. So. so there's pretty much no music you don't like? 
Uh, it's very hard for me to find something that, like, or a genre, I guess you could per se, I don't like. Um, I don't really listen to country music very often, but um, I do like some country songs. So it's just, there's a lot of stuff I can, if it has a good sound and a good melody, like, and great lyrics, I can get into it. Gotcha. Yeah, I knew a really, really crazy lady about 10 years ago. 99% of what she said is absolute dog shit. But like, she had a quote that there's no bad music, there's only music that's not right for the exact time and mm -hmm. feeling that you're in. And I, like, that's like, to me, the realest statement that you can make about music. I like that, it's pretty accurate. You know what I mean? It's one of those, you might hear a song the first time, you're like, oh, I don't really like it. Or then, you, you know, it might be years or, you know, decades. And then mm -hmm. you hear it again, you're like, I understand it now. Or, you know, like, be able to pick it apart and find something Definitely. to like about it. Definitely. I know I've, I'm that way with a lot of artists. When I listen to them the first time, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I can't really get it. And then I eventually end up warming up to people and really liking their music eventually. So absolutely, that's definitely part of it. And uh, how old are you? Uh, I'm 24. 24. So you grew up pretty much always having electronic, you know I mean? There's always music software here, like your whole life. Pretty much, yeah. When did you start like doing the engineering and like getting to record yourself and friends and how did all that okay, start? Cool. So that all started from, well first I have to start a little bit further back, which is like when I was like 15 years old, um, I was introduced to rap music. Well, 14, I was introduced to rap music um, from my cousin named Jesse. Um, he introduced me to rap music and he was actually a, a aspiring rapper at the time. And he, uh, I stayed at his house for like a week or something straight when my mom was going to grad school. Um, she couldn't watch me, so uh, me and my brother stayed there for a while. <clears throat> and he pretty much introduced me to rapping and was like, yo, just put a pencil and a pen in my hand, was like, yo, start rapping. So I just started writing lyrics. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was just watching him and just learning. So that was my first introduction to rap music. After that, I started to go out and listen to more rap music on my own. Um, and then that kind of developed me to the point where I was like, okay, well, I like rapping. I wrote some raps uh, and I was like, all right, well, now it's time to record. So I never like had the, I never had the first thought to go to like a high-end studio. I was like 15, maybe, probably 16 years old at this time. And like, I have no money for real. I had like a little job, but I was pretty much like paying my parents and like paying for like little shit, weed, whatever here and there. So I didn't have, I didn't have no money to go to big studio. But I did have a laptop that my parents had given me like uh, last cri the Christmas before that. And so I had a little shitty Windows laptop. And I downloaded, the first software I downloaded was Mixcraft. So that was like when I was 16 in high school, me and my homies rapping, you know, writing raps. And I was like, all right, we got to record, time to get in the studio. Had a computer, got the Mixcraft. Got, actually, another funny story. I got my first ever mic from my TV production teacher in high school. Uh, he had this little like crappy ass bluebird mic and he was like, I, I went up to him one day, I was like, hey, could I uh, borrow that mic to do um, some recordings at my house? And he was super dude, super cool dude, Mr. Jones, I'll never forget him. Uh, gave me the mic, he was like, yeah, no, just borrow it, just let me know, you know what I'm saying, when you're done with it. Took that home, made like a little mixtape and the rest is pretty much just like, you know, just kept going from there pretty much. Gotcha. And what about the recording process keeps you just wanting to do it, wanting to create? Um, cause I never feel like I'm, I'm where like, like I, I feel like I'm never at the level where I want to be at. I'm always constantly like, I could make this sound better. I could make this. I could learn more. There's more to be had from it. Um, and that's kind of like what keeps me driving in music in general is just like 
uh, I just try to be a student of the game. I always know there's more for me to learn and more for me to find out. So there's always the sky's the limit, and we don't we don't really know where the sky's at. So. Absolutely. And uh, like, what type of resources do you, do you like to learn from? Are you a YouTube? Or you just like to be a rock? Get yourself have other people come into the studio, what's the best way for you to learn and grow? So when I started out, when I first started out, I didn't really have many friends that like did engineering, producing, anything like technical with music. All my friends just wanted to rap and I was the dude who always had everybody at his house and had the computer. So they came over to my house and uh, it was, reintroduce the question one more time. Can you, can you say it one more time? Um, what about the, cre uh, the the engineering process? Do you love what keeps you into it? I think is what we said. I think that was the last one. That was but, the last one. But uh, what what? Oh yeah. How do I like to learn? I'm sorry. There it is. All right. So cool. Basically, like when I started out, I have nobody who knew the technicals of music, so I didn't really have anybody to reach out to. I had to go to YouTube. Like that's mainly where I learned all my stuff at first. YouTube. Um, Watching a lot of just videos of like, what is an EQ? What is a compressor? Like, how do you record vocals? Like, just the basic stuff um, to just really get a grasp and understand how to work the program. Um, that kind of, so I, start, I told you I started out on Mixcraft and I was like, this really crappy program is free, but it was my start. Um, the next, I think a year later, the next Christmas, I was like, I want to get Pro Tools. So I asked for that for Christmas from my grandma and my parents and I was like, I want to get this, this is what I want to do, I want to record music. Got Pro Tools, and once I got Pro Tools, I just started searching up everything on YouTube. Like, everything I can learn, like I said, whatever it may be, the most simple stuff to like, trying to learn things I had no idea what to do yet, but yeah, learning a lot first on there. As I started to progress in my career and meet more people who did like engineering, producing, new technicals and music, people who are in bands, I. I found that I learned a lot more just by talking to people and asking them questions and just being like, what are you doing there when I was in the studio with them or whatever it may be. So I think I got my start on the internet, but now it's more of connecting with people and asking them the questions for real. Right. Because I mean, it's one of those, I've learned so much off the internet. I started my, all my businesses with everything I've learned off the internet. Right. It's a great tool. Yeah. So much if you, you want to just watch cats all day, you can. If you want to go learn mm -hmm. how to fix a car, start a business, record music, you can. Like, exactly. That's what's beautiful about the internet. Man. Absolutely. It's one of those, like, some people are afraid of it, but those same people were afraid of the telephone the day I go, you know? But, uh, so, you st started recording in your house, you upgraded to Pro Tools. When did you go from just recording, like, in mom's basement to coming out and having your own studio? Okay, big moment in my career. So, I was 19 years old, graduated high school, did, w was supposed to go to OU for doing uh, music engineering, and I was like, nah, I'm not gonna go to college. I just wanna do this on my own. So, had a job, had a pretty decent, decent, like, little job. Had enough money to move out of my parents' house at 19. Moved in with a, a dude I had met, met, like, probably like six months before, named Will, one of my best friends, uh, fellow producer, engineer. Um, so, I moved out and we got an apartment together in Little Italy. And,. Pretty much, like, that was the spark to, like, learning a lot of, uh, like, going forward and taking the next step out of mom's basement because we had our own spot. It wasn't very big. It was super tiny, but we had, like, the middle room set up to be the studio. So we had kind of, like, combined the, the little pieces, a couple pieces of gear we had each bought over the last couple years and combined it together to make one studio. Gotcha. Um, 
And then another thing, boom, boom, I'm living there. We're doing music on our own, me and Will. He kind of like knew, I would say at that point, like he knew a lot more than I did about uh, engineering and producing. He was a little bit further ahead of me, so he taught me a lot of things. Boom, 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 couple months go by, I lose my job. I'm like, crap, what am I about to do? I just moved out of the house, I got bills to pay, there's a lot of stuff that has to be done. I'm like, all right, either I could go walk down the street right now, apply to these jobs, work at doing food service, the same thing I was doing before, or I got this studio right here. I could try to figure out how to make this profitable. I could figure out how to record people better and really learn the business more. So that was the real, I would say, pushing point to my career of what I'm doing now. Lost my job and I was like, crap, I gotta do something. Started engineering people pretty much the day after that. I just started figuring out how to market myself and learning skills. Absolutely, that's a perfect little transition into how, what is it like being a music engineer marketing yourself? Well, what's the hardest part? What's what's what comes easy to you? I mean, any anybody who's a musician, none of this is easy. It's like probably one of the most hardest like undertakings you're gonna make. As okay, I want to do this for the rest of my life. I want to be a musician. That's the hardest decision right there. Because a lot of people in society are gonna tell you like, you can't do this, you can't do that. That's an unrealistic goal. Like only one in a million make it. So you really just gotta be able to put that aside first and be able to be like, I'm gonna do this, this is my, my choice. After you make that choice, uh, I mean, the, the thing to, for, to figure out for myself was how do I utilize social media to showcase my skills and showcase my availability as a business or market my business or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, pretty much just jumped straight on Twitter. That was like the first thing I thought, like, all right, cool. What am I gonna do? I got a studio, I need to find clients. Jump on Twitter, put out a tweet. Hey, studio in uh, Little Italy, $20 an hour, hit me up, I'm recording people. That sparked off a couple people off Twitter, my first couple clients. First, first people who just really were taking a risk on me for real, because I didn't know a lot at the time. I just had the setup, I had the means to do it, and I was eager and I was hungry. So that was the first thing, was figuring out, okay, just by putting out a tweet that's letting people know that I'm available to do this, uh, got me a couple clients right there. So after that, I figured out how to maneuver with social media better, how to market yourself on there, and how to, I think the thing that I'm still figuring out now is the balance between being an artist and being a business, a business and a product. Mm -hmm. um, Cause it's, it's a, it's a, it's a all about balance. You, I do provide, a, I'm a business in myself, I provide a service to people. Mm -hmm. But the service that I'm providing is art. So how do you make it look cool, but also show people that, you know, you're getting what you pay for, you're, this is a reliable product. Right. And that's the balance right there that you have to figure out. <laughs> gotcha. You ever think about doing vlogging? Uh, yeah, I've actually, uh, I got, I've made some vlogs, I never really posted them, doing engineering, like, mm -hmm. uh, just tips and tricks and stuff like that. Tried it out for a while, but I've been focusing more on my independent artistry recently, so that's why I never really went full force with that. But I feel like that's something I could definitely be good at. Gotcha. I mean, that's something all, everybody that I work with on the marketing side, I always mm -hmm. recommend, go, go, instead of always thinking of how to create the next marketing campaign, mm -hmm. especially with what you're doing, like the, everything that you're saying now is, you know, you're, you're not, you definitely haven't made it, but you consistently are on a come up, you're keeping everything, keeping afloat, doing what you love. Mm -hmm. So I think what a lot of people don't realize is they think 
I'm not interesting enough to watch. Why would I, why would I, should I just film my boring 80% of your day you're not going to use the footage of? But you know what I mean? While you guys are watching anime in, in the back room and you get a couple funny comments and you just, you know, use your music and your instrumentals to put behind all that. Definitely. And show the, the process of, look, this is what we do every day. Like, and every day you could go back and be accountable because you know you're making footage. You know you have to produce something so that you could have something to show. It's just one of those like ways to keep going. But I totally agree with you. I tell I could not agree with you more because that's literally the step that we're transitioning into right now. Is that giving them the video content and giving them more content, like you said, the day-to-day -day stuff, just chilling at the studio, whatever it might be. Um, and that's that's really what our next step is, and we kind of have like made that our next marketing plan. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm I'm right there on the same page with you. It's just putting it into action now. We tried a little couple things. We're figuring out. Okay, this works. Okay, this is good. People like this. People don't like that. So now we're just trying to refine it and just get the product out. So that's that's definitely what we're getting into right. next. It's the video. I think that's what I love as a marketer when I think about music because I can't create music for shit. You know what I mean? I, I can listen, I can sing along, I can make a quick little rhyme, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, to me, like, knowing that you could take a beat and either make a song with it, you could mm -hmm. put it in a, a video interview, you could put it in the back of a movie. Like, this, the ways that you could layer what you do, like, is an endless. And where a lot of people just kind of just focus on making a song, like, mm -hmm. the document, if you document every song from the time you were writing it to recording it, by the time you put out the album, you got a whole documentary of, Check out the you know documentary of Bang Bang. You, you just doubled your product mm -hmm. in the same amount of time. True, true that. That's it. I mean, yeah, that's definitely. I mean, that's what we're going to be doing going forward. Absolutely. And what platforms you mentioned? So you learned how to learn how to use social media. What, what's your favorite platform to use, or at least favorite platform? I mean, right now, definitely Instagram is like. I mean, it is my favorite platform, but not alone that. I feel like I get the most engagement out of it. Mm -hmm. So Instagram is the main place I go to. I also use Twitter pretty avidly, but not quite as much as Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, Facebook, I'm not too huge on it, but um, I actually get a lot of other people who promote me through Facebook, and not really myself. So I end up getting business that way sometimes. Right. But that's definitely a market I want to reach a little bit more. The main thing about me and the social media is like, like I said, Instagram is my main thing. But I'm definitely looking for somebody to help me market to the to more social media outlets also i do use youtube i put out youtube videos mainly just more of my independent like my artistry itself mm -hmm. but like i said i have recorded a couple vlogs so maybe there might be an audi ray engineering page coming soon absolutely and mm -hmm. you know what we're doing right now you have, always have people coming through the studio you got the setup right here you mm -hmm. know just have have a weekly podcast of the happenings in the studio or whatever, truly you know hey we're doing an interview real quick uh not right now we're gonna keep yeah there's the key. Yeah, there's the bathroom outside in the hallway. I think it's open. Yeah. No, key's sitting on. Key, it's the yellow key on my keychain. If you need it. So, uh, we were talking podcasts, vlogs, all that. Already, already in your ideas. What do you think as an artist? Um, what apps are you using for artistry? Um. All right. Is, so, is it the same? Social are you media? talking about like what am I listening through, or what am what am I using to like host my music and distribute my music? Because that's okay. So both. All right. So as a listener, I'm I personally have Apple Music. I use that a lot, but I'm thinking about making the switch to Spotify because I really like what Spotify is doing with their platform, 
and the user friendliness of it. Mm -hmm. So I think those are like the two biggest like paid for streaming services that most people use. And that's where, like I said, I go to get most of my stuff. If it's not Apple Music, it's Spotify. And if it's not that, it's SoundCloud. That's my third one in line. So SoundCloud is mad different because it's obviously tailored to a more underground market. You're not going to be getting the same music that you that you get from the iTunes or the Apple Music and the Spotify. Right. Um, but SoundCloud, I feel like, is the best for finding new underground talent that you might not have heard through these other resources because it's not put in your face. Absolutely. So that's what I use SoundCloud for, mainly to find new music that is either still very underground or on the come up. Apple Music and Spotify is there for listening to my artists I already know I love and that are established. Gotcha. Um, and then as far as distributing music, so so for distributing music, I mean, there's a lot of platforms that like a lot of people use. Right now, I've been distributing with DistroKid, which is really a great uh, a great service for anybody who's an artist that wants to start distributing their own music independently. And what's that do? It kind of take you you upload it there and then it takes it. I'm everywhere? sorry. It's a yearly paid service that will distribute your music to all of the platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, YouTube, all of those places. So um, that's when you see these songs coming out and dropping and releasing. Um, it's either through a distribution company or through a website like DistroKid. Um, another one that I really have uh, started to like and I'm switching over now to is United Masters. They're a newer uh, service, but they're more of like a record label as well. Okay. So they're, uh, they have a platform, they have an app, they have a website. They're kind of like a record label, kind of into signing artists too, I think. Don't, don't quote me on that one, but that's kind of like what they like to do. So um, that's something I've been looking into and I do like their app a lot. And I think that's probably one of the most user-friendly distros. Not the cheapest, but the most user-friendly. Gotcha. And uh, how long have you been using those? I've been using DistroKid for about two years now. And before I used DistroKid, I actually used a service called TuneCore, which was, um, which is another website that, um, but I don't like TuneCore, they charge too much. <laughs> and they're not user friendly, so. You gotta be one or the other, right? You gotta be, in this market, you gotta be one or the other. So that's definitely why I made the switch. And let's move a little bit more into what you're creating. How would you describe your music? Um, I mean, my art, my personal, like, besides the visa engineering, like my, art, my artistry, who Adi Ray is, um, I like to think of myself as like a well-rounded talent that is more tailored towards melodies but has a lot of like trap influence so like my beats and a lot of that stuff selections like that as trap but uh, the things that I rap about and sing about and the melodies I use are more like poppy or rocky um, so that's like kind of the vibe I'm going for uh, I kind of said earlier, like Justin Timberlake is like one of my kind of like big inspirations. So I kind of like kind of try to tap into a side of singing through that. But I'm more I more consider myself a lyricist. So I guess a rappier version of that and a little more trappy. You know what I'm saying? A, a little rappy, more trappy Justin Timberlake. Something like that. That's <laughs> what I, that's what that's kind of what Adi Ray is. But Adi Ray is obviously Adi Ray. It's its own thing. But that's something that I could kind of compare it to. And uh, for those that have never heard you. Uh, what is the favorite song of your album, uh, Blue Moon? Okay, so Blue Moon 2. Um, damn, 
favorite song. I think my personal favorite song is Close to You. Um, because. <laughs> hey, quiet down! I gotta yell at my gang sometimes, you know what I'm saying? You gotta keep the gang in check. So <laughs> uh, Okay, so boom. My favorite song on Blue Moon 2. Um, my favorite song on Blue Moon 2 is gonna be Close to You. Uh, mainly because the melodies, the way I did my voice on that song, it was a little bit outside my, my normal box of what I do for my music. And I think I really hit it right on the head. I hit the feeling I wanted to get. So that's the song that sticks with me. But I think the people's favorite song is probably gonna be like Soda Pop or I Love Bad Decisions. And that's the two singles I already released. So I already got a lot of good feedback off those. And I think people like those songs a lot. I have to agree. I think uh, Bad Decisions was the catchiest one by far. Hell yeah. It was one of those like, one of those songs after you're done listening and then you're doing something else, you're like, dun, 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 dun. like the melody sticks it's in stuck your head. In your head. That's what I try to go for. A lot of, a lot of my song concepts, uh, and just how I write songs, uh, I starts out with an idea or a melody. Um, it doesn't start with the beat. It doesn't start with like that sort of stuff. Like my best songs start with just an idea in here, and then I take that idea and I put it into the DAW digital audio workspace. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And how'd you come up with that, uh, the album name? Um, Boom Moon. So, another one of my favorite artists of all time, Kid Cudi. Um, he had his Man on the Moon series. I always related to his music. He's one of the reasons I started being a rapper in the first place. Um, and so that kind of draws a little bit from that. But also, um, the main thing about it is that a blue moon is something that only comes around once in a while. It's a rare occurrence. It's not something that you're going to get on the day-to-day, everyday thing. Um, so basically that's what my music is. It's rare. It's unique. It's special. Um, it only comes around once in a while. It's not something you're going to get all the time. Gotcha. So that's why I named the album what I did. Gotcha. Did you do the album work? The artwork? The artwork? Uh, the artwork was actually done by my homie Tim. Uh, Pray for Loren is his, uh, his uh, artist name. He's crazy with it. He does a lot of my photos. He does a lot of my artworks. He's he's really talented too. Go check him out. Absolutely. And you mentioned a bunch of really big names that were influences. Who are a couple of your favorite local uh, Oh, wow. Musicians? Okay, this is my favorite part. Cause I like to talk my friends up. Absolutely. <laughs> um, some of my like biggest inspirations locally, um, first person I got a name off top is Josh White, or some of y'all might know him as Banky Is. Um, it's one of my closer homies. I've been working with him in music for the last probably three years. Um, and he's a super big inspiration to me. His music is incredible. He's, he's a great writer. Um, and he's just a great person and like just has a, such an open mind about life. And I respect him for that. So that's someone I look up to in music. Uh, obviously like my homie Will. Uh, Will got flame. Shout out to him. That's my boy. Uh, that he, He's taught me a lot with music over the years. So that's somebody I definitely look up to. He's a producer and engineer. So on that side of things, that's someone who I look up to. Um, also my boy Curly Chuck, you know what I'm saying? He's part of our Invasion label, Invasion shit. Um, and he's, he'll kill any one of y'all on the rapping side, man. I swear to God, he's got the best bars I ever, some of the best bars I ever heard in my life, if not the best. Um, those are some people I could definitely talk up. Anybody in Invasion Gang, like all my Invasion Gang artists, obviously all of them are going crazy. We got Cody McConaughey, Young Air, my boy Stoney, uh, Lonzel, producer, rapper, one of my best friends. I mean, they all go crazy, but one of my biggest influences is definitely Josh White on the, on the music side. Gotcha. I'm not afraid to say that. That's my dog. You know. <laughs> yeah, I only saw him once. We saw him, uh, we saw the uh, show he did at the Grog Shop, I don't know, a month, or, month and a half or so ago. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, we want to go see Casey. Oh wait, let me not forget too. Let me not forget my boy Freshie. You know, we dirty gang out here. You know what I'm saying? That's my dog too. You, 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 you almost forgot the guy that you got tattooed. I know, right? Ain't that crazy? You know I can't forget you. <laughs> you know we dirt gang, dirty invasion. That's how we rock. Um, but yeah, that's another big inspiration to me. And Scuff too, my boy Scuff. He's he's on the album as well. You know what I'm saying? He did. He played his little part in the one in the track uh, Esmeralda. He did a guitar part on that. He's someone that inspires me on the art side locally as well. Gotcha. Is that, is that why you let him do the painting? Over of course. Over? This yeah. is that's my dude. Like. After I after I heard from Scuff that he like loves aliens, I was like, you're my dude for life now. Like we're on the same page, bro. I was like, you gotta do an alien, uh, alien, uh, whatever mural on my wall, and he killed it, killed that shit. Absolutely. What did you start getting tattoos? Um, first tattoo I got when I was 17. My parents did not like that very much. <laughs> um, yeah, I got my first tattoo when I was 17. It's actually this one on my chest, the owl. Um, and I think I've just pretty much been getting tatted ever since, like, I think 18 was my next tattoo, like, shortly after that, um, got my ribs tatted, um, and then I started working on my hands and arms when I was, like, 19, I think I got my first hand tattoo when I was 19, and then 20, just been adding on ever since, I love tattoos, that's another one of my, like, passions for show, I, I always talk about, like, I'd love to tattoo, but, like, I cannot draw for shit, so that's not happening. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think two or three before you, uh, Old Bay Man Dudes, I did an interview with the tattoo artist down in Akron, and cool. some of the stuff that he do does is just sick. One of those, like, I have no tattoos, I'm never going to get tattoos, like, I don't yeah. even, like, a needle at the doctor. <laughs> I'm not about to sit there all, like, still no way. But, like, my wife loves tattoos, and, like, I, even though I don't want one, I fully love the art and, like, the ability, and, like, we were talking with him, how culture has changed. Somebody that has hand tattoos. Do you see like any change in how the people look at tattoos these days? Um, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is a lot of people will look at you at first if you have a lot of tattoos or if you have gauges or whatever, you know what I'm saying, piercings, face piercings, like there's a lot of cool stuff people do to their body that looks cool to me. Right. A lot of people, it's like a little weird to them. But I feel like the biggest thing is if you prove to people that you have good character and you have, and you're about what you talk about or you are who you say you are, you know what I'm saying? And you're a good person, people will, no matter what, accept that. And they will give you a, a better, I guess, impression on their brain of who you are. They will look past that. Cause I mean, also I think a lot of people in today's society, like, Younger people who are becoming more established in the world uh, have tattoos and like tattoos and like piercings and like stuff like that. So I think it's just becoming more of a norm too. Absolutely. So that's that's the two sides of it. It's it's a hundred percent different from like you know 30, 40 years ago where like totally it used to be nobody had tattoos. Now I'm one of the, probably the only one in the room other than the kids that don't have one. You know. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think that's awesome because uh, I think you know just the more that art can permeate life is like amazing to me that's what i look for Absolutely. i want to see art permeate through the life and that's what tattooing and all that is expression of that so absolutely it's awesome we love graffiti i love we were at a trade the other day and i had the brilliant idea why i have no idea why train companies don't do this because i was thinking about how somebody told me it's a fifty thousand dollar fine for every uh, tag that they could pin on you like on a train mm -hmm. and i was like they would be so smart if the train companies just decided to just sell out space like you could just wrap X by X size, and, and you can you can do whatever you want on it. I think that's a great idea. 
why they don't do it is beyond me. I don't know, they can make some good money. They just, <laughs> you know, Norfolk, or whatever the big the company is. Right. <laughs> right, they need, to, they need to invest in that. You need to get your marketing people on that. <laughs> yeah, so like, what's the difference between graffiti and vandalism? Hmm, it's a hard, I mean, it's a thin line because it's like, it's really hard to say. I don't know if I'm the person to like make that call, but to me, I feel like if it's not hurting nobody or if it's not hindering their business, you know what I'm saying? Right. I think you should let it be, you know what I'm saying? If, if it looks cool, if it looks terrible, like if you are a shitty graffiti artist, like no, get that shit out of here. But if it's cool and it looks good and it's not hurting nobody and it's not hindering nobody's, you know, business and what they're doing, then I'm all the way there for it. And that's why I think you gotta kinda draw the line, but. Who knows? Exactly, who knows? <laughs> so where did invasion come from? Invasion, all right. Is, cool. that, is that your idea with aliens or what? We'll so, all with that. so what invasion actually started with, how it started was, I'm also into like fashion and clothing as well. That's another like one of my passions. Um, and I actually started out about two, three years ago. A couple of my homies, my girlfriend at the time, we were uh, making clothes. And I was like, what the hell am I gonna call my clothing brand? I don't know, like it's not gonna be called Adi, right? That's my artistry. Um, so I was just trying to come up with a name. And then one day I was just like, with my homie Verge and I think we were just like talking and we're just like, we're just gonna invade everything. Like that's what we wanna do. Like we just wanna be seen everywhere. Like you can't go down the street without seeing something that's like related to invasion. So that's what we decided to call the brand, invasion, because we're gonna invade every part of your lifestyle. It's gonna be everywhere. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying with art permeating life. Like invasion, I want to not just be about music, not just be about art, it's gonna permeate your whole life. Gotcha. So that's where that came from, just invading everything. And then I also love aliens. I'm kind of like a, a softcore consp conspiracy theorist, I guess I can consider myself. <laughs> Are you rushing Area 51? Uh, no, I'm definitely not pulling up to Area 51. They probably got some like laser cannons or something there. I'm not trying to mess with the US government. They got that. Right. <laughs> it's crazy to think of, like, that made major news. Like, I'm, right. gonna try this, like... I'm loving the memes though. I'm loving the memes. I've seen some pretty good ones. There's like one where it's like when your homie you went to go rush Area 51 with gets blasted blasted away with a, with a giant laser you've never seen before and it's just the face is like that was a good one. <laughs> so what how do you feel about aliens have they been here are they here oh, i think they're here i think they've been here for a long time i think they are one of the reasons why we're here but i'm not gonna get too deep into that but they're out there they're for sure out there um uh, they're probably watching this now so you know what i'm saying if you keep your eyes peeled you might uh you might see an alien there too are they gonna look like they do on the movies or do they do I'm thinking. What, what does the alien on Earth to you look like? I don't. I probably. They probably don't look much like anything that we've seen as like the classic alien. They're probably something else because they probably made that to throw us off from what they really look like. So that's they're probably like they look crazy. They're probably like bugs or something. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, but when I find out, I'll come back and let you know. <laughs> All right. So let's move back towards music. Let's um, do it. Which part do you like better? Do you like the making of it? Do you like the releasing a project? Or do you like performing? If you had to pick one of the three. That's hard for me. Because Put them in order. One through three. I'm a studio rat. I'll tell you that much. I'm in the studio like as much as I can possibly be. Until I'm like dead tired and I just want to do nothing but be in the studio. <laughs> so I think my first order would be... Um, 
like the actual creation process, being in the studio, like whether it's I'm engineering a song, making a beat, singing, rapping, whatever it might be, like I just like to create. Or just even thinking of ideas for songs like in the studio, like that's that's where I like I really find myself like A being the most effective and having the most fun. Uh the second thing is definitely performing. Like performing is super fun too. Like you get such an adrenaline rush and just like as a true artist, you get into your moment so hard when you're performing. Like it's just a pure expression of who you are as a person. So I think that's a soup like the second most fun part to me. And then last is definitely like the releasing. Like I'm not really I don't like that part of it. Like it's it's cool, like I get hyped up every time I'm about to drop a project and when the new music's coming out or like when I put something out, it's always awesome, but like I, I'm not I, I'm 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 good at marketing myself, but I don't enjoy that stuff that much. Like I'd much rather be in the studio just making the music instead of thinking about that stuff side of things. Right. But I mean, I think that's where you've got the idea of you're like, all right, I'm going to do this and I'm going to listen to everybody else that knows that and likes that and take that information. And I'm going to do it all. That's, at right. the end of the day, like, that's who I am. Like, that's what Adi Ray actually, like, means, like, and stands for. Like, it's just about doing it all yourself. Like, not all by yourself. You got to have a team. I got invasion. But it's about just being able to do the whole process. You know what I'm saying? And knowing right. the whole process. Maybe, maybe you don't, like... Maybe you're not like the lead person for your marketing team, but like you know enough to yeah. think of the ideas and you know what I'm saying, be involved right. in the process. And that's what it's about. Because if you're not informed, you are going to get taken advantage of. Well said. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like the investors, you know what I mean? They don't have to run every bit of the company, but exactly. they know enough from looking at different pieces of it. If it's going to be successful, they write a check. If they don't think so, they don't write the check. It's got to be informed. That's what it's about, being informed. And I think that's part of marketing that a lot of people don't really understand either is you can make so much more of a difference just teaching people the process and teaching people how you do what you do than putting up a billboard on, you know, mm -hmm. a freeway saying, hey, album release. Like, oh, wait, no, I've seen that guy on the internet all the time. He was always making shit. Let me check out what he's got going now. Hell yeah. That's definitely what's about. Absolutely. So what of making a beat is... What comes first? Is, is there a process that you do or does it kind of just happen? Um, I mean, it's different every time. I mean, every one thing I preach a lot is like every song you have to approach like it's a blank slate. Like you can't really, like you have your process as an artist, but you have to try to treat everything kind of like it's unique. So when I'm making a beat, nine times out of 10, nine times out of ten i'll usually start with like a melody but i've been trying to like go outside of that box maybe i start with like instead of like a melody with the keys or the soundscapes or whatever like i'll start with a vocal and i'll try to build off that or start with the drums maybe um and that's why i just try to approach it like i try to approach music differently song to song because that's how you like catch capture feelings and you capture like moments in music is by making it unique but like yeah, I guess if we just about to get down to technicals of it, like probably the beat starts with a melody that you either make on the keys. Sometimes you know you get a MIDI kit, one of your favorite producers. I got a bunch of got a bunch of favorite producers online. Got some MIDI kits from them. Maybe we start with that, then we move some notes around. You know what I'm saying? So it usually starts with the melody, then you butt build the drums off that, adding your 808s, kicks, hi hat snares until it becomes a full beat. And is it a completely different experience when you're doing the engineer side and not doing your own artistry like when an artist comes to you with an idea definitely is it do you have to kind of just take the back seat or do you kind of just put it how, how does that typically go 
So being a good engineer, there's like one thing that I always say is like really key is like being able to like relate to your artist and like give you input but not overstep your boundaries of like creation. Like you have to be able to be like, nah, tell an artist like that take wasn't good, you should redo that take. But like not being like you should say this in the song. You should change this lyric. Like, it's a, it's a balance, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's times where you gotta be like, okay, you should do this. But there's times where you just be like, let me just do that. Let me let them do their thing because they have a vision of where they wanna take their song. And as an engineer, a lot of the times, you gotta take the back seat um, and just kinda let them do their thing. And then maybe when they're done, you say, hey, by the way, what do you think about this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's 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 how it comes down to engineering. And as the artist being in the studio and when it's your song, your concept, like that's all you. You're the you're the driving force in that. So that's where you gotta differentiate. And it is kinda hard sometimes to flip the switch on and off from being like, I'm taking full control of this song to like I'm just editing and putting the song together the way that this artist kind of envisions it, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And does one take longer than the other? Can, does it take you longer to make your own music than it does to put together a song for somebody else? I mean, I definitely take a while to record in the booth just because I'm a perfectionist when it comes to my singing. So it does take me like a lot of takes, but I feel like a lot of singers could probably say the same thing. Like, uh, singing is a little different than rapping. You might just have like, you might just be able to go in and spit the rap part one take and kill it, but I know I take a lot of time on my songs because I want the sing this the sung parts to be like sounding as good as they possibly can. Um, a lot of my rap clients they like to just kind of move quickly with the song, and it really depends artist to artist. Like everybody's different. I know I'm somewhere near the like middle to like taking a little bit longer time range, and then there's some artists that are super quick. Some are like more near that middle. Some people just take forever. Like. It just depends on the artist. And tell me about kind of the process also. How do you decide if you want to just release something as a single or if you want to make it into a whole project? How, okay. does, that, how does that transpire? So that's a good question. Um, you never really know. Because, I mean, at least me. Like, me, I just be trying to make songs. I just try to make something, like, like I said, most of my songs start from a concept in my head that, like, is just a phrase or, like, a melody. And so like, you never really know like, you never really know like what direction you're about to go all the time. You just kind of like, you just kind of like make songs and then you're eventually like, oh shit, well I need to do a project. Okay, well let me put these songs toward a project. Um, sometimes I will get in the mood where I'm like, all right, I know I'm working on this album. Like let's say, it'll always start out with a couple songs. Make a couple good songs. Okay, I got these five songs. These are probably like, you know, gonna be like what my next sound that I'm gonna be going for is. And then you just kind of determine from there, like, okay, do I want these songs to go towards a mixtape or an album? Or do I want these songs to go towards an EP or singles? And you kind of just go as you go. Like, you kind of gotta see too, as like an independent artist, you gotta see where, you, where you're at on the like come up scale, I guess you could say. Like, if you're like all the way down here, you shouldn't be dropping mixtapes. Like you should be, you should be dropping singles. You should be dropping videos. You should be dropping stuff like that just to build your buzz up, just to get people introduced to your name. 
once you kind of like built that, you know what I'm saying, then you start probably wanting to drop mixtapes, EPs, stuff like that. So that helps me determine where I want to go, but I never really like, am like, I'm working on my next album. Like, me personally, a lot of people do do that though. They're like, I'm working on specifically this album, all these songs are gonna go towards this album. For me, it's just like, I'm just creating as I go, and I'm gonna put this over here and put that over there. I think there probably will be one time, like a point in my music career where I'm gonna be like, let me just focus on like making one album where it's just like, I know exactly what the concept of the whole album is before gotcha. I even make the first song. You right. know what I'm saying? But right now in my career, I'm just trying to make as much good music as possible. Gotcha. And about, what do you think about keeping a collection of music? Like, like you said, it sounds like you kind of make a bunch of things that are all a similar sound. Do you kind of just keep that in a bag for way later or do you kind of like to release things sooner like more like right does that make sense like right after you make it um i think that's another good question because like it's really hard for i mean for me personally it's, it's kind of hard sometimes to say like i just made this song i know it's really good like it could be done like the song could be done you just made it um but you're like is now the right time to drop I've been leaning towards more recently, it's always the right time to drop. You're an independent musician, why not put the music out? You know what I'm saying? The people are always, your fans that really like you right in this moment, they're always gonna wanna support you. You know what I'm saying? So, I think there's a balance to being tactical and also when you have a good song, kinda just being like, if this is the right moment for it, let's just go, we'll go with it, let's run with it. Like certain songs have moments too, like a trendy song, like, uh, like I don't know, Blueface Tatiana, like that's just a song that was like in the moment, like that word was just circulating hard. And so it made sense for him to just put that song out because that word was in pop culture. And would that song have done as well if he waited like two years to drop it and put it on a mixtape? I don't think so, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of finding that balance of like, do I have a trendy song or do I am I making timeless music that I could release at any time and it's still gonna be like, it's still gonna go, you yeah, know? So it kinda sounds like it just all depends on the song. Everything is very dependent in this. Like in music, like everything is dependent on situation. Uh, I don't know, I think it's just a lot of, a lot of a lot of factors that go into like releasing music and just making it in general. Right. Is it uh, overwhelming how many other people are releasing music? Is that or does that kind of just feed the competition side of you? I think it's the best thing ever. I think it's great because it's like feed, it's feeding the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just people's appetite for content nowadays is so like crazy high like people just want as much content as you can give them so i think it's great that like so many people are dropping music dropping albums putting out videos doing photo shoots like i just think the, the more content the better and it definitely does fuel competition a little bit you know what i'm saying Absolutely. if everybody's dropping you want to go hard too so right. it's it's i think it's good good all around for the culture that more people are just getting involved with music and just trying to be creative how does it make you feel when you come into like a, a party or hear somebody pull up in a car and you hear your music? Oh, that's a great feeling. I mean, especially if it's somebody I don't know. Like, absolutely. If if I just heard my music like riding down the street, which this has happened to me a couple times. I mean, you just hear your shit and you're like, wait, is this real right now? Like, <laughs> someone punking me? Where's Ashton Kutcher at? Like, <laughs> yeah, 
this guy. <laughs> right, <laughs> for real, like, but no, it's, that's a great feeling. It just gives you, I think it just gives you like reassurance you're doing the right thing, you know what I'm saying? When people you don't even really know are rocking with you, like that's, that's, that's a blessing as a musician. I could reach out and have contact with somebody that I don't even know, never met, right? You know what I'm saying? That's great. That's great. That's what we want as musicians. We want to see our art go like that. And what's coming soon for you? Do you have a, do you have a new project to Alright, so yeah. Uh, Alright, Blue Moon 2 uh, is on the horizon. July 26th. Probably by the time this comes out, it'll be out then. Yep. Cool, so Blue Moon in everywhere now. Streaming on all platforms. Go get that. Adi Ray. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, how many songs are on it? Uh, Blue Moon 2, uh, 15 tracks. Um, got a couple features on there. Uh, my homie Verge, Stoney Lonzel, Cody McConaughey, um, who else is featured on there? Curly Chuck, so you know what I'm saying? Big Invasion Gang stuff, so. Absolutely, that Cody song is addictive as fuck too, that I'm tired. Tired, yeah, that's, he's, he's our, new, our newest artist on our label and he's he's going crazy right now, he's doing his thing. He's, Cody McConaughey, go check out that single Tired and video right now too. I love the, uh, the album art on that too, like the, with the little alarm clock. Oh yeah, definitely. That was We came up with that concept in the studio, you know what I'm saying? Everything is like in-house with us. That's what Invasion's like about, and that's what our gang does. Is that we're independent, pretty much independent record label. Everything's in-house, and we, we help each other with a little bit of everything. We always come to each other with our ideas like, hey, we're trying to do this, I'm trying to do this. and. It's a big building process. It's a business, but it's it's right. more of a family the way that we operate over it here. It sounds kind of like a music co-op. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. And uh, tell me a little bit more. I know he's got a project coming out that's August. Cody's EP is going to be coming late summer. We haven't put an official date on it yet. Um, we're looking at about seven tracks, seven track EP. He's got another single that's gonna be releasing really soon. Uh, I don't wanna drop the name to anything yet, but uh, he's got a lot of dope music. The dude's been grinding his ass off all summer, so he's gonna be the next hottest thing out of Cleveland, I promise you that. Gotcha, I mean, his, his sound is definitely, you know, national pop sound for sure. Yeah, he's an incredible, incredible vocalist. Um, He's a good songwriter. He's he's got everything he needs to succeed in this industry. And I'm I'm gonna help him go far as much as I can. Absolutely, and that was his, his first song that he made. Did I hear yeah, that right? that's his that's his first uh, official single. So really, it's like his first song, and he's coming out. I the think gate he's coming exactly. He's coming out the gate. He's off. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so. Keep tuning in. You're gonna keep seeing that. Absolutely. Did you have anything to do with that video for that song? Um yeah, uh, I I helped do direction on it. So uh, the concept was kind of co-direction between all of us in Invasion, Cody being the main like person who had the idea, obviously his song uh, mostly written by him, and uh, yeah, uh, I directed some of the scenes, I put them together with the videographer who did the video, shout out Dre Sievers, um, he killed it, um, so yeah, like everything that like, I won't say everything, because I'm not going to be selfish, but like a lot of the stuff that you see come out of this camp, I had some influence on or my hand in it, and I definitely engineered the song, so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's talk, you, you love hyping everybody up, because everybody should love it, hyping everybody up. I why, love doing that. Why shouldn't you tell us if you could only listen to one Curly Chuck song? Honestly, it's probably something that's unreleased, so I'm not gonna say that, but out of the music that's out right now, uh, probably Mask. And that's, I know it's a little bit older song, not many, many people might be hit to that, but that's one of my favorite Curly Chuck songs. 
Four or five is a banger though, but I'ma say mask. I'ma say mask. That's alright, you could always throw a couple extra little, you know, out <laughs> Four or five too, out now. Go yeah. so check that out, Curly Chuck. And uh, do you guys foresee like a collaborative CD with you guys? You know, project with kind of everybody? Is that, am, am I right in thinking that that's probably somewhere in these curtains you around might here? Be right, you might be right about that. Gotcha. We were talking about the vlogs too. That might have something to do with it too, so that's... Absolutely. We're working on that now. It must be the aliens that are in here just feeding on me. <laughs> giving you the information. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah, man, it was, it's always funny too. Like, uh, I was telling you, we had the magician on right before you. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for him to get to the spot. So I'm just doing, you know, doing the Instagram thing. And he said mm -hmm. something about it. He's like, you know, I really want to get to uh, selling out uh, casinos, you know? And I was like, Within the next five to six years, right? You're gonna do that by the time you're 25. And the way, like the way that people look at him when they, he does a card trick, mm -hmm. he looked just back at me like, "How did you know that?" I'm like, internet man, you gotta love it. Like you put that out there. I looked at it. I found it. I appreciate people who do their research. You know, that's important. It's a big one. And mm -hmm. as you get more stuff online, it makes it easier. But you said this is also your first ever interview, right? Yeah, my first ever official interview. So your name is gonna be everywhere soon. Like that's the beautiful thing about interviews is it helps your SEO mm -hmm. so much. Like even if you just like like say with the blog, if you just had invasion, the more times that title pops up, the better. Boom, boom, boom. I'm on the same you page. Know? I understand. And uh, within that, what blogs or what you mentioned, you learned a lot off YouTube. What internet resources are your favorite? Any channels or anything other than Invasion, obviously, that people should check out for either entertainment or education? I mean, there's a lot of like good channels out there for learning engineering and producing stuff if you're a young engineer producer like i would say first off if you're a producer mess with internet money like they have a youtube channel they have a bunch they have a bunch of producers um i mean a lot of people are hip to nick mirror he produces for juice world taz taylor he's producing pretty big records um they're like they have a lot of helpful videos for producers on the internet that's something i would definitely look into i mean there's like so many engineers that i could name but I'm not even gonna get into that but just literally look up any engineering concept on YouTube search up how to EQ vocals how to compress vocals how to chop up beats like in Pro Tools whatever just search whatever you're trying to learn just search it up I'm sure you'll find it they're all out there on YouTube um, well is there anything else well on that note as somebody that makes music and does it and takes pride in making quality sound mm -hmm. what's the most important thing is it clarity is it the right amount of uh bass like what makes for a bad recording versus a good recording that's a good question too because um we're in the right now we're in a time especially in the hip-hop market where it's like sometimes a bad recording can be a good song mm -hmm. it's I think the most important thing about music is capturing the feeling. Like, if you can capture the feeling that you're trying to give to your listener and you can make them feel that way through your song, you've achieved your goal right there. Um, but as far as like quality-wise, like, you can tell when a mix sounds good and when it sounds like it wasn't mixed, you know what I'm saying? Gotcha. So. If you can, if the clarity is at least up to somewhat of a certain standard, like it's a good mix. Um, then it's open for interpretation as far as like, you know what I'm saying, what kind of effects you used on the mix and stuff like that. That's all comes down to artistic preference, you know what I'm saying, and what kind of songs you like and what kind of genres you listen to. Right. But like I said, like the most important thing when it comes to making music is capturing that feeling. Some of my like 
and it's not very many because I am a mix, like, I'm a stickler for mixes, but some of, of the songs I like the most don't even have that great of a mix on them. It's just because they captured that vibe that I was going for that makes me feel that way gotcha. when I listen to the song. But as long as you got a decent engineer who knows how to, how to work at least some decent gear, you don't even have, need to have that nice gear. Like, you can make a good recording. And it's just about knowing how to use your program. That's gotcha. the biggest thing. Um, it's, you read my mind on that one. I was gonna ask, what type of, what, like, I see we got the different lights, I see we got the different recording out there. If, let's say if somebody wanted to be an engineer and they had $1,000, mm -hmm. what's the best way to spend that? I mean, probably put the most money into your mic, um, just because that's gonna be your basis for everything. What, what well, that? I mean, if you have, it, honestly, if you have a thousand dollars, that's not gonna get you that far on the engineering side. Right. But I'm just saying, like, as as, as you get your starter pack, what do you want to get? If you got a computer and you got Pro Tools, which is the first two things that you need, or some DAW, it doesn't have to be Pro Tools. It could be FL Studio, it could be Logic, GarageBand, whatever. If you have that. Then the next thing you want to invest into is a mic for recording vocals. I would suggest a Neumann mic, either a 102 or a TLM 102 or a TLM 103. The 103s you can get for like 1100, maybe a thousand, but like the 102s you can get for like 400, 500. Those are great mics. Um, you're gonna get real nice, crisp, clear sound out of that mic. Um, and the interface gets you a focus right. $200, like. It's not gonna sound the greatest, but you're gonna with the with the Neumann mic, you're gonna be able to at least get decent recording, especially for hip hop music. Gotcha. Yep. And what makes a good mic? Is it just the way that it's built? Is there just the brand to it? I mean, brand does play a factor in it. Um, if you go, I mean, there's like a couple reputable brands that like people know their mics are just good, like Neumann, AKG, Sure, like any. Any one of their line of mics, like from the bottom to the top, is gonna be a good mic. You know what I'm saying? It just depends how much are you trying to spend. If you're trying to spend thousand uh, dollars versus trying to spend two hundred dollars, like obviously that thousand dollar mic is gonna be good. Like, and I mean, you pay for what you get in the quality of, in terms of gear for music gear. Like, you, right. if you the more you pay, the better quality gear you're gonna get. I mean, my some of, just a little piece of advice. Like, some of my favorite gear to record on is like the Avalon. That's a Nice uh, analog piece of gear, uh, channel strip is what they call it. Um, Neumann mics are awesome. 102s, 103s, uh, U87s, like they got crazy mics across the board. Um, Golden Age is a relatively cheaper brand that I use. They like, they're not that expensive. They're a little bit less, but they still make like great quality products. Obviously, it's not going to be like their $400 piece of gear isn't gonna be as good as the $2,000 other brands piece of gear, but you're gonna get like a good sound out of that golden age. I just know they're like well built and they're for their customers. So I like that about them. Um, but yeah, I mean, the more you spend on music gear, the better sound you're gonna get, period. Gotcha, so is, is, can somebody have no skill and have all the gear and still do as Definitely best? not, that's another thing though. You have to know how to use the gear. Gotcha. You can't just, go out, buy the $2,000 mic, buy the $2,000 preamp, and be like, oh, well, my mixes are gonna sound great. No, your recordings are, pro are probably gonna sound decent, if as long as you know somewhat of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But especially if you don't know anything about how to use the gear, you're not even gonna be able to record anybody. Like, you're not even gonna know the first, what button to press, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's also about knowing your gear too, and all of that information is available on YouTube. 
all of it. Right. Just look up your gear. They, the, the brand itself probably has a video that's going to teach you everything you need to know. Absolutely. And how, how long does it, is there like a shelf life? Do they get, keep getting better or how um, long can, can you expect to keep a microphone for? Um, I mean, that's another good thing about music gear is that, I mean, a lot of it lasts a very long time. Like As long as you take care of it. As long as you take care of it and you treat it well and you, you know what I'm saying? Don't abuse it. <laughs> You're, you'll be good. Like especially if everything continues. Once we switched over from analog gear to the whole digital interface stuff, like that just changed the game up. They started making all the gear tailored towards that, and I think after that, it's like even if you have some of the first gear, it probably still works pretty good. Right. Like that. That once they switched over to digital, all that stuff is still great. To like to this day, even if it was like came out like 30 years ago or something. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, I'll end every interview the same way. Kind of put you on the spot with what I call the digital soapbox. Okay. You get one minute to look dead in the camera and end the interview on any way that you want to end it. So whoever's listening, whoever's watching, you can either give inspiration, you can just give a sales pitch, you can let them know how to meet, get with you, okay. all three as you want. However you want to leave people after they're done watching, it's on you whenever you're ready. All right, cool. So. I mean, basically, you guys have been turn, tuning into the first official Adi Ray interview, so you got a rare experience with that. Um, it's Invasion Gang, you know what we're doing over here, Invasion Studios. Get with us for your production, engineering, recording, songwriting, all of that stuff. Photography needs, you can get it done right here, Invasion Studios, Maple Heights. Um, be on the lookout for new Invasion music coming all summer long from myself. Blue Moon 2 drops on the 26th, Curly Chuck music coming soon, and I mean, it's an invasion, baby. You know, it's a takeover. Keep rocking with us. I'll see y'all soon. And how can they find you? And you can find me everywhere on the internet, literally. Google me, Adi Ray, A-D-I-R-E-I. Twitter, uh, Instagram, you can find me at Adi Ray Creates. SoundCloud, Adi Ray Creates. That's A-D-I-R-E-I Creates. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at on all socials. Adi Ray Creates, catch me there. Absolutely, man. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it. I'm sure we got about a million clips out of that. It don't matter where you are in your life. You don't have to do it by yourself. It don't matter what you need. Colin can help. As always, I want to thank the listeners, I want to thank the sponsors, I want to thank my guest, and I'd also like to ask you guys to go ahead and wherever you're listening to this at, maybe subscribe, definitely leave a review, even if you thought it was shit, let everybody know. If you thought it was great, let everybody know. And I look forward to the next episode, and I hope you do too. Talk to you then.